Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of my new podcast. Today is Tuesday. Today is the 4th of August. To those of you who know me, thank you so much for tuning in. To those of you who don't, my name is Mayar. I put out a lot of esoteric and crazy stuff on my Instagram, and I finally decided that I'd like to share in the form of audio. Now, I didn't really sit down and think about how I was going to start this. I didn't really sit down and think about where I was going to take it. I don't even know what I'm going to call the first episode. But I've decided to call this podcast One True Temple. And I'll tell you a little bit about why that is. But let me first give you some background. So my background is in the military. I spent 12 years in the military. After that, I got to become a professional speaker. And I'm a leadership coach and consultant. Now, I've spent a lot of time in my life trying to understand esoteric principles. I've spent a lot of my time trying to really grasp through not only 3D concepts, but 4D concepts, 5D con- concepts, 6D concepts. But I think one of the most challenging things to do is share this stuff for a couple of reasons. The first reason being you don't really know what you know. <laughs> you don't really know the depth of what you know. So sometimes you you kind of wonder, am I explaining this right? And the second reason is you don't really have any other source but source when it comes to this stuff. It, you know, a lot of a lot of what we know and understand conceptually in the 3D world comes from science and theology. Well, the the theology part is kind of hard to 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 prove. You know, as human beings in the ego construct, in the 3D, we want things proved. Some things it, it, you can't really prove. Some things are just so intuitive and you receive things. And over the course of my life, I feel like I've been an empath. And over the course of my life, I feel like I've received so much in terms of what comes in, the energy that I feel. And so... I've spent a lot of time, especially over the past few years, putting out content, written content uh, about these these ideas, these philosophies that I've learned, the philosophies and ideas that I've created for myself. And so in the beginning of this year, I started writing a book. And the thesis of this book is all about this idea that you and I are temples. And that's why I decided to call this podcast One True Temple. Now, you know, when it comes to esoteric principles, when it comes to understanding spirituality at a deeper level, I've always believed that there are just some things that you have to acknowledge first before you can understand any of it. There are just some things that you have to be able to pass through a certain filter so that it makes sense on the back end. So in this book, I write about how, as I've mentioned, you and I are temples. And we we came here to build our temple. Everyone came here to build their own personal temple. I believe that every temple is constructed within the mind. Now, my intent is the blueprints of how to build your temple is contained in this podcast. Because your temple is the beacon Your temple, you are the beacon capable of transmitting and receiving signals to and from the universal mind. And 
your temple, what you build in your understanding of spirituality and your understanding of the 4D and the 5D dimension and your understanding of everything beyond the physical plane, this is what connects you with the all. And when I say the all, I'm, one of the things I'm really challenging myself to do is, is really is break down every concept as much as I can. When I say the all, we can just call the all the universe. We could call the all God, whatever you prefer, because a rose by any other name smells just as sweet. It's all the same thing. So going back to this concept of your temple, I'm going to, in this first episode, I'm going to talk about the the key principles that are necessary to being able to understand everything else. Because everything that's coming at you in life, turns out you and I are only able to perceive that which vibrates at our level or below. Now, what do I mean by that? Wherever you are in consciousness, wherever you currently are in consciousness, that's what you're going to be able to perceive in the world around you. Now, what is consciousness? To me, consciousness is your resting vibration. What is your resting vibration? Your resting vibration is the aggregate of your thoughts, your feelings, and your beliefs. Your thoughts and your feelings and your beliefs are your resting vibration, your vibe. This is your vibe. And your vibe is directly proportionate to your consciousness. So in this episode, what I want to talk about is this temple idea, this temple. You are your temple. You're here to construct your temple. Now, everything we understand in the 3D world about, your, about temples and these monuments, a temple is a divine place. Now, remember, like I said, Every person must build their temple within their mind, within their heart. Their body is the temple. And if you think about, you know, you talk a lot about concepts of self-love. You see it on Instagram a lot. You, see, you hear it in podcasts. You, hear it, you see it in videos and stuff. Self-love, 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 self What is self-love? Well, you got to love yourself. That's too vague. Well, if you think about it like this, if you think of yourself as a temple, now if you're a temple, you know, people that are not well go to temples all the time. Right? People go to temples to become well. And people probably come into your life because they want the healing, they want the feeling of being in around a constructed temple. Chances are you're listening to this, you're listening to me speak. Chances are you've been working in your temple for a, probably a while. And I'm just introducing a new concept to you that you've already been building upon. People come to temples for a lot of different reasons. If you think of yourself as a temple and this idea of self-love, if someone who is not well comes into a temple or in other words, comes into your life. Someone comes into a temple who's not well, well, you're patient with them, you're compassionate with them, you're forgiving of them, and that's okay. People come around to get better around temples. Well, what if someone is mistreating a temple? So what if someone comes into a temple and just messes everything up? Just throws stuff on the ground, breaks stuff. Well, if the temple is filled with responsible monks, these monks would probably be like, hey man, don't do that. And guy does it some more. Monks are probably be like, hey man, uh, you got to leave the temple. So in this idea, this concept of self-love, if you see yourself as a temple, you wouldn't let anyone come into your life trashing your life. So that's a, a facet of self-love worth hanging on to. If you see yourself as something so divine, so powerful, so beautiful and unique as a temple, 
you wouldn't let anyone just come in and track mud into your temple. But the crazy part is a lot of us do emotionally, relationally, in business, we let people track mud straight into our temple. Just walk right in, do whatever they want, kick their feet up, Charlie Murphy style, right? Now, this idea of the temple. Like I mentioned, your temple is the beacon capable of transmitting and receiving messages. The only way you're able to transmit and receive messages is having a transmitter, understanding that you, you are able to, to put out and receive those signals. So as life would have it, it's crazy. You weren't only designed to build your temple. Life has it in such a way, funny how life does this, you're actually intended, you're, you're simultaneously the laborer, you're the overseer, you're the taskmaster, you're the designer, you're the architect. You literally have to do everything to your temple. And you're thinking, damn, like this is a lot of stuff to be responsible for. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Coming, we chose down to come here to have this human experience, to build our temple, to build ourselves so that we can reconnect to the all. We were all, always connected, we just forgot. But it's so much responsibility I'm realizing that we have to be the, the laborer, the overseer, the architect, the designer, all this stuff. But you know what one of the most beautiful things is? As the great, it's one of the greatest discoveries that we've probably revealed ever. You are not only the laborer, you're not only the, the taskmaster, you're not only the designer, but guess what? Because you are connected to the all, to the universe, to God, turns out you are also the divine power. You are also the force unseen, which is able to lift and move every block of granite and limestone into its intended place. Isn't that beautiful? Not only are you the worker, the supervisor, not only are you building your temple, but you're also the unseen power that can move every block to its right place. If, if you're able to attune your mind, to attune your mind to some principles, because if you could get these principles, then you could start to understand what your power really is. So, not only... You know, when it comes to the law of attraction, manifestation, you are the force. You're the force intertwined with all these things. You're, you are the very fiber of manifestation attraction. But that, that power, this power that I'm talking about, this unseen power, it can only move, it only moves at the command of the attuned mind. And attuning the mind is what grants you authority and dominion over this, this untapped power. So, I want to talk about the, the purpose of this first episode is talking about how do you attune the mind? What are the basic principles that you have to understand at a spiritual level to be able to understand the rest of it? There's so much, the rabbit hole, it never ends. This stuff gets so deep, I've realized. I thought I was like understanding, I thought I was really getting a hold and grasp of this stuff early on in my, my spiritual awakening. As it turns out, it, it just keeps going. And, it, you know, it's like the old saying goes, the more I know, the more I know that I don't know. So four principles I'm going to talk about. Four distinct principles. And I'm calling these principles, in my book I call these principles, the four pylons of attunement. The four pylons of attunement. Now, allowing these pylons 
to firmly root themselves within your subconscious mind is the first step in decoding the master drawings for your temple. Without attuning yourself, without attuning your mind to these four truths, the words that I use, the texts in the book, all of this stuff that's going to follow from this point out, if you're not able to attune your mind to these four principles, they're going to be as incomprehensible to you as the hieroglyphics left behind by those advanced ancient Egyptians. You, you, can't, you won't even be able to make sense of any of this stuff that's going to come all after this. But if you can understand these four concepts, then you're able to interpret translate, comprehend what it is that the universe, the all spirituality, all the messages in your life, everything that's been coming in, all these symbols are all going to make sense to you through these four pylons of attunement. So the first pylon, number one, the first thing that you have to understand on this road of spiritual awakening is you are not a human being with a soul. You are a soul having a human experience. You are not a human being with a soul. You are a soul having a human experience. Turns out you are not your body. You have a body. Turns out you are not your thoughts. You have thoughts. Turns out you are not your feelings. You have feelings. You have to be able to separate the two. You are the observer of them. You are not a human being with a soul. You are a soul having a human experience. We all came here to planet Earth to have a human experience. We decided we wanted to come here, whether it was to experience karma, to clear up karma, whatever it was, we made a decision to be here. We made a choice. You know what's crazy? There is actually a version of you which is pure energy. There is a version of you, with, it's just pure energy. And in this moment, right now, in this very moment, that pure energy version of you is visiting the physical domain in the same way you visit the spiritual domain through meditative practices. Through meditation, that version of you is meditating right now into the physical world. We're literally in meditation, we're in a dream. We are in a dream right now. And that comes with so many different implications. So like I said, what you are and what you are experiencing are two completely different things. And there's so much love and light and hope in that. Because, you know, through tough times, through challenging periods, through learning, all the things that have happened over the course of my life, I've realized, you know, I was suffering through so many things. And we tend to suffer through things because we forget that we're actually not just this. We're not, you know, if, if this is all there is, if the 3D is, if this is it, damn. But you know what? It's not. This is not the, the final stop. If I realize that, you know what? I was an experience because I am an immortal being. I am a soul having a human experience. My human experience is going through this. It's not happening to me. It's, there's nothing that can even touch my soul. There's nothing that can touch me as the soul. So I've realized, you know what? I, I wasn't able to separate the two. 
to go down this road, to go down this spiritual awakening, to go down, to understand who you really are. The first thing you have to understand is you are not a human being with a soul. You are a soul having a human experience. And everyone you meet and everything you undergo is intended to be for your awakening. Everything. The vibrations that orbit your conscious awareness are only meant to be observed and experienced. That orbit your conscious awareness. You are conscious awareness. You are it. You are the soul. Everything orbiting it is just meant to be looked at, to be felt, to be experienced. Because the immortal is experiencing it. So, that's number one. The first pylon of attunement. Number one, you're not a human being with a soul. You were soul having. You have to be able to acknowledge that. If you're not able to wrap your mind around that, then none of this stuff is going to stick. If you're not really able to agree with that or grasp that, there's nothing else that you have to go through some more experiences. But the best part is you're listening to me right now because you believe that. You understand that. So that's why this came to you when it did. So the second pylon, number two, your outer world is a direct reflection of your inner world. Your outer world is a direct reflection of your inner world. Turns out you live in the world that you are thinking about. Everything around you is a perfect replication of the vibrational state within you. And that's nuts. That, that's a lot of stuff coming in all at once. That's a lot of responsibility because if you really believe that, if you're willing to agree with that and really internalize that as the second pylon, as it turns out, you and I have been creating all this stuff the whole time. We've been creating everything. A lot of it we've been creating unwittingly, unknowingly. We didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. But now we know. Every single experience, every single thing, everything that ever happens on the outside first happens on the inside. It first happens on the inside. If there is a lot of chaos around you, you can bet that there's a lot of chaos within you. And you see that. You've probably observed that with other people. Everything that's happening on an emotional level inside of us is showing up somehow outside of us. Whether it's our quality of life, whether it's our lifestyle, the people that we interact with day to day. If you just use this, if you, you just take an example, right? You take an example. And this is not meant to be disparaging towards any, anybody or anything. But if you, if, you know, I'm, I'm, I live here in LA, I'm broadcasting from LA. If you were to imagine you take a guy who is a, an immersed gang member in LA, right? You just think of LA, you think of a very, like a guy who's been doing it for like 10 years, right? Now, it, chances are a gang member in L.A., he's probably around some crazy shit. Now, if he's around some crazy stuff, I would put money, I would bet that he, inside he's not like Zen, peaceful Buddhist monk. There's no way. That, it just does, it, that does not happen like that. You can't be a peaceful person on the inside and have chaos around you on the outside. It's not... You know, I mentioned how, so my experience, one of the last chapters in my life, I was in the military. I was in the military for 12 years. Let me tell you something that I've learned. There is no such thing as a peaceful person in the military. There is no such thing. I was in the military. I was angry. I didn't show it. I didn't want it to show. I didn't want to express it. But inside, 
I was angry. Inside, I was, there was a war going on within me. There's no such thing. Whatever your environment, you find any environment that you're in, every, any environment that you observe anyone else in, that is an environment that is a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside. That's why there's so much emphasis in this world of spirituality when it comes to meditation, when it comes to visualization, when it comes to heightening your consciousness. Because as you heighten your consciousness, again, your consciousness is not going on outside of you. It's going on within you. You heighten your consciousness by heightening your thoughts, beliefs, and feelings. All these things are rising. What's within you that's rising, what's outside of you rises. This is hard. This is some hard, challenging stuff right here. But this is where you've arrived at this point in your life. You realized, oh my God, this is a lot of responsibility. And it is. If you're willing to take on the personal, if you're willing to sign off on the fact that you're responsible, you created everything. You literally created it all because of what was going on within you first. It didn't happen the other way around. Outside didn't affect the inside, but it does for a lot of people. We'll talk about that too. A lot of people are living according to the conditions around them. That's why they're in the loop. A lot of people, I've talked about this before in different shows, on different podcasts. A lot of people, they look around and they're going, you know what? This is my condition. These are the circumstances. This is my environment. Because this is what's going on outside of me, this is how I'm going to think. This is, it affects my thinking. Because this is how I think, this is how I feel. Because this is how I feel, this is what I do. Because this is what I do, I'm in the same loop. Nothing changes. When the people who have spiritually woke up, they're up. They realize, okay, despite what's going on around me, turns out I created all of it. You got to take Spider-Man's old quote. You remember Uncle Ben? He's like, with great power comes great response. No, 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 no. With great responsibility comes great power. If you take responsibility for everything, turns out you're now powerful. You can create anything. People who have woke up, they realize, okay, here's what's going on around me. No, 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 no. I don't, I'm, not gonna t I'm not gonna look at the data of what's going on around me. Because the outer world, pylon number two, the outer world is a direct reflection of my inner world. I'm gonna choose how I think. I'm gonna choose how I feel. Because this is how I think, this is how I feel, these are my beliefs. It's going to impact what I do because this impacts what I do. It changes the world around me. It's a very small tweak, but this is what this means. So pylon number two, like I mentioned, your outer world is a direct reflection of your inner world. You got to be able to say, yes, I believe that you got to be able to say, okay, I got it. You got to internalize that because everything else in the spiritual domain, everything else that comes to you on this spiritual path, as you're understanding what's going on beyond the 3D, if you can't get these principles right, none of it's gonna make sense. Number three, the third pylon is the greatest technology that was hidden from you is your own subconscious mind. The greatest technology hidden from you right now is your own subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is so powerful. Your subconscious mind is the tool. This is the greatest tool we've been given to create. Your subconscious mind is where that level of consciousness resides. It's everything we're doing is we're trying to get through to the subconscious mind. We're trying to get through to be able to, if we could change the operating system, if we can improve it, if we can better it, if we can heighten it, if we could raise what's going on in the subconscious mind, that is the thermostat dial of our lives. 
The subconscious mind is exact. You know, when we're talking about the subconscious mind, there are different levels of consciousness. The lower levels of consciousness, there's a, there's a, somehow I'm going to post this, but there's a, there's a study by this guy, Dr. Hawkins. This guy wrote a book called Power Versus Force. And he has a scale. And this scale talks about the scale of consciousness. In the lower scales, you have consciousness at a level that's like anger, uh, pride, uh, you know, pain, all these things. And that, you know, for a lot of people, that's what's going on subconsciously. And because that's what's going on subconsciously, nothing is really changing in their lives. They're just attracting more of the same. But in his scale, he talks about if you're able to raise the level of consciousness, if you're able to raise that level up, well, there are people that have transcended consciousness to such a degree that their thoughts are like magnetic. There, there are stories written. One of them is by Yogananda. I'd like to, there's going to be a way I could share some of this stuff. I'll link it. This guy who he was basically responsible for bringing yoga and a lot of different practices from the East to the West. He came from the East to the West, shared stories back about, I think like 80 years ago or something like that. This guy told stories about people who literally would do magic. They could do magic. Like what we perceive right now in the 3D is magic. You know, I, I'm not able, I, I haven't able, I haven't figured out how to teleport yet. Not able to do that yet. I, I don't know how to pick, like look at things and make them levitate in my hand. Don't know how to do that. But this guy told stories of people that he would, he met people on his journey where because their level of consciousness, their subconscious mind was so closely connected to source, to the all, because they had raised their, their level of subconscious thinking so high, they were able to do things that we would perceive as like magic. Like a guy who didn't have to eat, a guy who didn't sleep, like just weird things like that. We'd be like, whoa, but it has to do with like, he'd talk about how he met people. They would talk, he's talking to these people and they would think about things like they would say something, this is going to happen. And then boom, it happened. That's how magnetic their thoughts were. And it was all through the subconscious mind. So like I mentioned, the third pylon of attunement, the greatest technology hidden from you is your own subconscious mind. So the question becomes, how do we access it? That's a good question. That's exactly what I get into in the book and what the purpose of this podcast, One True Temple, is all about. So number four, the fourth pylon of attunement. The fourth pylon is gratitude is the temporal gateway. Gratitude is the temporal gateway. You've probably heard about gratitude, the concept of gratitude before appreciation journaling. There's so much to talk about this. Gratitude is the temporal gateway. What do I mean by that? There's something very, very magical. There's something very spiritual occurring when you're able to put yourself in a state that connects with a future self that's already experiencing that thing. If you're able to feel that right now, you know, there's a scripture and whatever you believe, you know, whether it's spirituality, you know, Buddhism, Christianity, whatever. I'm just a big believer in good ideas. If it's a good idea, if it raises my level of thinking and if it heightens my vibration, it belongs on the table. There's this scripture in the Bible which says, whatsoever things that you pray for, pray as if 
they've already happened and you shall receive them. Boom. Whatsoever things that you pray for, pray as if you've already got it. And then boom, you got it. Isn't that crazy? It, it, that scripture is talking about, hey, when you're in the 3D, tap into the 5D and feel, create a feeling within yourself that you've already received it. And then in the 3D, it shows up. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. That to me is beautiful. Basically saying, so, you know, a lot of people and myself, this was, I mean, on my journey, I, I saw myself doing this. I felt, and I realized like I've changed. A lot of people put their hands together and they pray like, please, I hope I get this. Please, please, I, I want this. So, you know, it's funny when you want something, when you create want, when you create expectations, when you create attachment, the very act of wanting something puts you in a state of lack. When you say, I want this, when you feel you want something, when you desire something, desire is a, a great way to kind of like, you know, action mixed with desire, desire mixed with like inspiration, it, all very potent stuff, but it, desire on its own, want on its own, puts you in a total state of lack. And lack is not the vibration to be in. The vibration to be in, again, as you raise your consciousness, your vibration heightens. As you raise your consciousness, your thoughts become more magnetic. This is all the stuff they, they create. They've created a lot of content and ideas around manifestation and visualization and attraction with this stuff. The name of the game is heightening your resting vibration. Heightening your resting vibration. It's like your resting heart rate. The name of the game is heightening your level of consciousness. How do you do it? Gratitude is the temporal gateway. You got to be able, so what, what's the fastest way from point A to point B? Point A being where you are, point B being a new state of being. What's the fastest way to get from where you are to where you want to be and who you want to be? Turns out you got to be the guy or gal at B while you're at A. Turns out while you're at A, you got to be B at A. I know that's crazy, but that's exactly how you got to live. You got to be able to live, breathe, speak, eat, carry yourself in such a way that says, I've received it. I got it. And oh my God, this is one of the most challenging things. But it's worth understanding, comprehending, and internalizing and practicing. That's why all these practices, the meditative practices, affirmations, it's all intended to increase your resting vibration so that you're always thinking gratitude. If I'm always thinking, it's, you know, people feel it. If you ask yourself, if I said, Hey man, can you sense when people are needy? You probably say, hell yeah, I can. You just know, you know, when people are around you who are needy, who don't have, you, you can sense if you're anywhere empathic or in tune with your emotions and the energy around you, what's going on around you. If you can sense when a person around you is coming from a place of lack, not having, or, be, or feeling needy, if you could sense that, you can also sense when a person comes around and you just know they got it. You just know they got it. If you take another example, if you just imagine like The Rock, I don't know why I thought of The Rock, just The Rock, right? I promise you, if you're probably around this, you, there's not a, a fiber of neediness in this guy's body because he walks around like he's got it. And I would, I would argue, I would argue that The Rock walked around, talked around, and carried himself like he got it before he actually even had it. That was the secret. 
And is it hard? Is it hard to maintain that all the time? Hell yes, it's hard. It's probably one of the hardest things to do in this human experience because we are always affected by past, future, past, future. We're like a metronome. We're like past, future, past, and like the, the whole thing is we're trying to be present. Stop in the middle, present, right there. That's the goal. If we can, anything that we, if we can try to become more present, turns out becoming more present, it equals more gratitude. Gratitude brings us into the presence. Presence gives us more gratitude and appreciation for the moment. This is so, so challenging. Everything in life, all of our past experiences, all of our beliefs, all of our thoughts, all the people that we've met, all the jobs that we've held, all the experiences that we've had, all the cars that we've driven, all the relationships we've been involved with, all these things are what gives that metronome that pull to past, past, past. And then all the things we think about in the future, the idea, all the anxieties, all the nervousness, is this going to be, is this podcast going to be good? I had to put myself in a state of just, I don't care if this podcast is good because if I care about if this podcast is good, I'm attaching myself to an outcome. I'm attaching myself to the future and I'm not present and I'm not able to just be here now, be here now. When I'm here now, I feel a state of flow. When I'm here now, I feel a state of gratitude because I'm able to just focus on being right here, right now. Turns out we love it when people are here right now. Turns out when we're around people that are just listening to us closely, turns out when people are maintaining eye contact, turns out when people are just in the moment, so appreciative that they're in our presence, so appreciative that they're around us. You could feel the gratitude, you could feel the rock. We love that. Gratitude is the temporal gateway. It's the gateway that connects you to everything. Practicing gratitude. You know, if you know someone in your life that's like depressed, you know, we all go through stuff. We're human beings. We're having a human experience. We're souls having a human experience. But sometimes we go through stuff and it affects us. And we're just feeling the array, the, the spectrum of emotions. If you've ever been anyone, around anyone who's sad or anyone who's mad, it turns out if you're sad, you're thinking about the past. It turns out if you're angry, I've never met anyone who's like, in the present moment and just there who's angry. How can you be angry at the present moment? There's nothing in the present. It's nothing. It's here. It's now. It's boom. How can you ever have an... The only thing that comes through, the only thing that comes up in the present moment is the moment. And that moment gives us appreciation that it's there. That moment gives us the gratitude that it exists. Anytime you're around others who feel a certain emotion... Anytime something triggers you, whatever it is, turns out it's something in the past and it's robbing you from the present moment. The more we're in the present moment, the more we're able to stay there, everything comes to us. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like you, you kind of get in that zone of the present. You stop the metronome right in the middle. And then all of a sudden, the, temp, the gateway is created. Everything comes. Everything comes. It's beautiful how that works. So as a recap summary, like I mentioned... One True Temple. The first episode, this first episode is all about your temple. What is your temple? Your temple is the sending device. Your temple is the receiving device. And you and I are responsible for creating and constructing the temple. But we are the power. We're that unseen force. The four pylons of attunement, the things that you and I must understand to understand everything else in this realm, the spiritual realm. The 5D, 60, bird's eye view, top down, understanding something beyond what's actually going on in the physical world. 
The four pylons we must attune our minds to. Attunement. Attune means to bring into harmony. You and I must bring into harmony these ideas, these concepts. Number one, you are not a human being with a soul. You are a soul having a human experience. Number two, your outer world is a direct reflection of your inner world. Number three, the greatest technology hidden from you is your own subconscious mind. And number four, gratitude is the temporal gateway. This was your mental attunement. You have now been indoctrinated. You have now been initiated. You have now been attuned. And you might say to yourself, damn, I'm so happy I already believe in that. I've been believing it this whole time. Hell yes! I'm so happy because everything that we're going to talk about is going to build upon this. And I'm looking forward to sharing more from my book with you. It's so cool to be able to do this from a podcast perspective, to be able to do this in audio format. You know, I, I got all this stuff and I started my first podcast like a year ago. And it was exciting. It broke me into this. It got me going. But I just I threw it all to the side and I chose to forget about it. It turns out I have all this awesome equipment. It's, it's like thousands of dollars worth of stuff, microphone, mixer, the computers. It's like I'm stoked to be able to use this again, especially during this time where I feel like the world needs healing. The world needs immense, immense healing and with things that slow down my speaking slowed down I still get to do a lot of coaching but it's more a lot of stuff is digital now so I'm like you know what I, I can't be going against the tide I can't be going against the current if a lot of things are digital right now until more and more is opening back up and by the way again if we're gonna believe the outer world is a direct reflection of your inner world the outer world is gonna start opening back up the moment I start opening back up the outer world is gonna start opening back up the moment you start opening back up it doesn't happen the other way around. We don't go, oh, the world is opening up. Now I'm going to start coming out. It doesn't happen like that. Turns out you must come forth. You must open yourself up to the world again first. And because it happens on the inside first, then it happens on the outside. Everything happens twice, first in the mind and then in reality. And as we open up, I'm getting excited to share all this stuff in this format, in this way. So. Thank you so much for listening to all those who tuned in, looking for your feedback. I love, you know, one of the cool things about this age, I really, really want to hear what you think and feel just so that, you know, I can, I can take that feedback and if there's ideas and concepts and philosophies that, you know, you, you think deserve more expression or more understanding, I want to be able to park there more. So yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the listen. One True Temple, once again, my name is Mayar. I appreciate the time, energy, and commitment you've made to being a part of this show. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks again.